Happy Tuesday and welcome to The Daily Oz. Today is the 14th of September and before we jump into the day's news, here's a quick COVID wrap. Yesterday in New South Wales, there were 1,257 new cases. In Victoria, there were 473 new cases and in the ACT, there were 13 new cases. We also found out a bit more about what travel will look like yesterday. Sam, take us through what the digital border pass is going to look like. We are just getting used to checking in. We're going to get used to showing our vaccination status, but now we're going to have a new digital border pass. It's going to include your vaccination status, and it's going to be made by Accenture, one of the world's largest technology consulting firms. They won the tender to automate the process of entering Australia. This new digital system will link in with the QR code vaccination certificate and give digital permission for vaccinated individuals to enter Australia. There was an article yesterday published by the ABC that said that the New South Wales government waited two days to lock down Sydney after health authorities discovered that they hadn't contained the West Hoxton super spreader party. So New South Wales knew on June 24th that the cluster was not contained, but New South Wales Health announced stay-at-home orders on June 25th and then extended the lockdown in Greater Sydney on June 26th. It was revealed contact traces discovered on June 24th that a number of the party guests were missed and had actually spent at least five days in the community after being exposed to COVID-19. This was all ascertained from an answer to a question on notice during a parliamentary inquiry. Now, I don't believe we have talked about this country in the news this year, but over the weekend, North Korea carried out successful tests of long-range cruise missiles that flew 1,500 kilometres before hitting their target and falling into the country's territorial waters. These weapons have been in development for two years, and this latest test comes amidst stalled talks between the US and North Korea over dismantling North Korea's nuclear and ballistic missile programs in return for sanctions relief. Remember, sanctions are the ban on the importing of goods from overseas. Talks have remained in gridlock since the Trump days in 2019. The good news is that from Monday next week, 12 to 15-year-olds in the ACT will be able to book their COVID-19 vaccine appointments. The 12 to 15-year-old cohort will be able to receive either the Moderna vaccine from participating pharmacies or the Pfizer vaccine from those GPs who are administering it. Moderna is expected to be available from those pharmacies from September 20th. People had their views, but the fact is Ann Ali's part of our caucus, as is Ed Husick. We have two people, uh, one from a Bosnian background, one from an Egyptian background, both of whom represent the whole of their communities in their electorates, but importantly as well, a part of the diversity we have in our parliament. So that was a grab of the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, speaking about the diversity that is among Labor's ranks. And the reason that he was being questioned about diversity in the Labor Party was because of an announcement that came last Friday. Last Friday, Christina Keneally, who is currently a New South Wales senator and was formerly the Premier of the state, announced that she would be running for pre-selection in the seat of Fowler. All right, so slowing this down a little bit, can you explain quickly what pre-selection is? So pre-selection is the process by which a political candidate is selected, and that's by a party. So the Libs, the Nats, Labor and the Greens, as well as all of those other minor parties, pre-select candidates for seats across the country. 
I always say that a good way to think about it is that pre-selection is sort of the internal election before the big external election that we see happening, like the federal election that is to happen before May next year. So pre-selections are a very routine part of the political process. And the reason that people are paying attention to this pre-selection in particular is because of a number of reasons. Firstly, and this is extremely Canberra bubbly, so it doesn't necessarily translate to the normal people of Australia, but there's been a bit of internal fighting between Deb O'Neill, who is also a New South Wales senator, and Christina Keneally about who will get the number one spot on the Senate ticket at the next election. The number one spot is basically the assured spot, so you know that you will be re-elected. And they were both fighting for that. And it now seems as though Christina Keneally has left that battle and has nominated to put herself forward for pre-selection in Fowler. Fowler is an extremely culturally diverse electorate in the west of Sydney that is currently held by Chris Hayes. He announced that he was retiring at the next election because of health reasons. So Hayes, who is the current sitting member, publicly backed a Vietnamese Australian migrant lawyer, Tu Lee, to replace him in the seat. So the sitting member had endorsed somebody for pre-selection. Then last Friday, Christina Keneally, who does not live in the electorate, she lives in the Northern Beaches, she announced that she was also going to contest this pre-selection. And there's been a pretty strong reaction in the community and also in the Labor Party with a lot of people talking about the diversity of the party and who is given certain opportunities to succeed and rise in the ranks of the Labor Party. Of course, this is not unique to the Labor Party. It is characteristic of many parts of our political system, but it's been exemplified in this latest story. Do we have any idea about how the local community in the electorate of Fowler feel about Keneally? Is she looking likely to win pre-selection? It's pretty much a given that whoever runs for Labor will win the seat. It's an extremely safe seat. So a safe seat is when a political party or an independent holds the seat with a really safe margin or a really big margin. So in this case, the post-election margin that Labor holds the seat of Fowler is at 14%. At the last election, Chris Hayes, who I said is the sitting member, won 64% of the vote. So that's a bit of an indication as to how strongly this electorate votes for Labor. These pre-selection battles are going to continue for both of the major parties over the coming months as we prepare for a federal election. It's a really good indicator that we're coming close when these pre-selections really heat up. There'll be many seats that we'll be watching, and as we approach the next election, we will keep you updated. Until then, you can find us on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 215,000 Australians get their news throughout the day, and we'd love you to come check out our page. If you feel like leaving a review on this podcast, it really does help us. Feel free to leave a review on Spotify or Apple, and have a fantastic Tuesday.